Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we recap Season 9, Episode 4, entitled The Obliged of AMC's The Walking Dead. Much obliged, ma'am. And actually, in this episode, Genius is actually going to sound a little bit like a walker, <laughs> because he's a little under the weather, so... We're going we're gonna to try to make this one short and sweet, so for the sake of our listeners and brevity, we do dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, 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 you have been warned. About my voice and the uh, show, and spoilers, uh, right? I'm either a walker or Frank Reynolds, one of the two, like, hey, I need some Kleenex for my snot, you know? <laughs> well, let's get, this, uh, let's get this one done, that way you can go neti pot or NyQuil or Nodos or whatever you need to do. Some, a cocktail, all of the above. So, again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? I liked it, but something was off. You know? There was something weird about it. I don't know if it was because I was sick or, or, or what, but something didn't feel right. I mean... There was something amiss? Yeah. Something was rotten in Denmark. And I can't quite put my finger on it just yet. So... Maybe we'll talk. We'll talk it through. Yeah, we'll exactly. talk it through. So we actually just finished the episode, and before yeah. we started recording, Genius and I decided that we're going to break this one down into two different sub subsections, I guess. Uh-huh. One being Rick, and then the other being Michonne. Right. Because that's really the the entire episode revolves around those two characters and all the characters kind of orbiting those two. Uh huh. So which one would you rather talk about first? Let's do Michonne. Okay. And actually, we got a quite a bit of good story from Michonne's side. I like this episode. And this we is... we open up the episode. Actually, with Michonne just going ham on a bunch of walkers, I guess she's she's insomniac no, in the middle of the evening. No, 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 up no, no, not even that. But the first thing we see is mornings with Michonne. Yeah, right. Do, so, do, 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 right? Do. so she's getting up, she's making breakfast, and she's riding fucking her charter and working in the garden with Julie, just having a grand old time. And then she tries to go to sleep, and she's like, "My fuck." I gotta get out and do something, you know, something. And so she just goes and probably just to like, you know, one, I, there's, to get out that extra energy that she's got because she's tired but she can't sleep because something's wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. So she goes out and she fucks up some walkers. I think it's because something like, jumping all over the place, right? Right. Something Negan said, and I thought the same way, you're a warrior, in the heart, you're a warrior. You can play like, you know, good mom all day long, but at the same time, you want to go fuck up some shit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the old analogy of when they when they capture wild animals and they yeah. try to domesticate them. Well, you know, I, they're always wild animals. Well, and not even that. The human nature needs something, some sort of outlet to release the violent tendencies. I'm not saying like a fucking purge or anything. Right. But I'm saying, why do you think like you, for example, why do you go to the gym sometimes? You know, just on board and it's cheaper than a therapist. Right. Get some of that extra <laughs> shit out. That's the exact same what what fucking Michonne's doing. She's bored. You know, she's she's done all of her good deeds. She's done all of her chores and everything she wants to do. But there's something else she wants to do and she wants to go fuck up shit. She's a badass and she's good at what she does, but she doesn't want people to know about it. That's why after she goes and fucks people up, she kind of like conceals. She wants to see that she's she wants to present. That she's calm, cool, collected, and she renounces violence. Yeah. At the same time, you can't renounce violence if you're a fucking samurai. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's yeah, you're like a, a nouveau ronin. Violence is your job. So, like... And she's pretty damn good at it. Yes, I mean, she, she is. She is like yes, CEO is. of badassery. Yes, she is. But at the same... And, and also, you know, it's, it, it's twofold. It's good for her to get that shit out. And it's also good because that's less, like, shit going on closer to Alexandria. Yeah, exactly. It's less walkers that are coming yeah. toward the gates. So I'm wholeheartedly... It's weird saying that I'm in agreement with Negan, but at the same time, if you're a, if you're a badass and you know it and there's something... Or there's something you want something to, like, 
Sometimes you just need something to fucking hit. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so I think, yeah, Negan's right. You're a badass deep down inside, and you want to do badass shit. So that's why I think she goes out at night and fucks up walkers. Yeah. And, well, let me ask you this, and this was something I found particularly interesting about this episode. Mm -hmm. One of the, I guess, little snippets of Michonne going on walkabout, she goes out and she kills a bunch of walkers, and she actually sees a walker that was hung. Yeah. And it the camera shot takes a long look at her face and you can kind of see that she's number one she's disgusted. Yeah. Like she can't believe that this happened. This is a new walker. Right. Th- this was a this was a new person that they had that they had hung. Mhm. So I mean, what do you think is going through her mind at that at that point? I mean, you still have this like vigilante justice that right. you know is killing people. Well, one I got a question. Do you think that was an ocean cider? No, cuz it was a male Oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a male walker. Do you think it was one of the? You think it was one of the um, saviors? I don't know. I I really don't know because I mean I didn't really get that close of a look at the <coughs> uh, the face of the walker, so I couldn't tell you whether or not it was one of the members from their group. Well, because it had to be one of them because you had the you had the uh, uh, the vigilante, you had the um, fuck the saviors. Yeah. Later on in the on the in Rick's side, we see that the saviors are going to go and try and fuck up shit, and. I mean, and they're not, they're like, well, you made your choice, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. I'm, I'm jumping way ahead. I don't know. I think it could be that. And it, to, to Michonne, it's like, man, fucking, we got to do something fast. Right. These yeah. people are at each other's throat and I'm trying to solve it with some sort of rule of law. Right. And so, but what's going to change? I think it was heartbreaking to see. It was, it was, one, it was heartbreaking to see that there's this matter what's going on. There's still people fucking with each other. Mm-hmm. Two, to see that it's also that the time is ticking so shit doesn't get worse. Right. And three, the fact that it's somebody close to them. It's some that the somebody that's reason, in their camps. Right. Just proving that there's more dissidence. Proving that like peace the the hope for peace in the future is farther away of a lofty dream. Yeah, and I think what Michonne's trying to do is, I mean, she is definitely righteous in trying to get yeah. these laws like kind of, kind of written down right. and, and and codified, I guess, for all of the different groups that are that are going to be under this. I, I wouldn't say rule of law, but they're they're trying to reforge civilization. And she even alludes to that when she talks to Negan, because we find out later in the episode that Negan is almost on an ad, like a almost a adjunct, you know, hunger strike and whatnot. Right. He he doesn't want to eat, and really his only play is he just wants to talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, he wants to get some of his frustrations out. He wants to talk to Michonne, uh-huh. of all people. And, you know, she finally gives in. She tells him, you know, you're going to eat one way or the other. And then he, he's like, well, you know, I just want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So she gives him about 20 minutes to have a conversation down in the cell. Yeah. And, you know, Negan in typical Negan fashion. He just starts talking shit. Yeah. Like mad shit. At first, he, at first, not that I was saying I was buying what he was cooking, right? But I was like, you know what? Maybe he does this is. Because Michonne even said, you really do want to talk to me. You right. Really, you think we're the same. Because he goes, man, me and you are the same thing. We both lost everything. And we both lost nothing. We're both. And once again, we're both warriors trapped. My mm-hmm. cell is the iron bars. Your cell is Susie Homemaker. Right, exactly. This ain't us. Yep. It wasn't like he was trying to say, hey, let's team up and take over this shit. But he was. I think deep down in his heart, he was looking for some sort of kindred spirit, someone he can kind of relate to, because he is in solitary confinement. 
You know what I'm saying? It's got to be lonely shit. But also, one, he goes about it the wrong fucking way because he instantly he goes, I bet you're glad your kids are dead, you know? What the fuck? Who says that? Well, I, you know it, what I'm it, saying? it wasn't really the way he said that. I mean, because he, he even asked, you know, he was like, well, I lost everything. You know, my wife got lost to cancer because she was weak. And then he goes, oh, well, you lost somebody, too. Because Michonne even says it beforehand. She says something about her boys. Yeah. You know, and Negan immediately picks up on the on the small stuff when, when they're having conversations. Mm-hmm. So she knows that, or he knows that she was talking about Carl as one of them. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, well, you lost somebody else. And, you know, yeah, she was talking about her baby Andre. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think Negan was right. I mean, I, I think he was right, and, and, and I don't think it was like a psychological play to try to get Michonne pissed off. Uh-huh. I think he was really trying to forge a connection with her because, honestly, they did. They lost everything. Yeah. You know, and, and really when uh, Negan starts talking about his wife, how, you know, when she had cancer and she was toward the end, how she was weakened by everything and how that could have been exploited by somebody if she was still alive in this current you know yeah, situation. Right. He's 100% correct. Oh, yeah. Having a baby definitely puts you at risk with oh, yeah. you know, different people. So, I mean, if Michonne still had Andre... You know, she would not, she would be less of a warrior. Yeah. You know, granted, she might have something. And I mean, I, we're not parents, so we don't know. But right. You know, you always hear about like the 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 parental you know experience and and the the nurturing and you know I guess the guardianship of of having kids. Yeah. But I mean, do you think that Michonne would have been a a better survivor if she still had her son or is she a better survivor now that she really has nothing that really is, is hindering her. But see, okay. So that's, that's the thing. Um, I think it comes down to when you have somebody that you're supposed to protect, ultimately down the line, you're going to have to sacrifice yourself at some point in time, especially Mm -hmm. when you're living in a dangerous world for somebody at that. So I, it's hard to say because, like I said, we I don't have kids. You don't have kids. And, like, somebody who obviously we care about is passing away right before our eyes while there's all sorts of ill shit going down. Exactly. You know? I mean, you literally have the apocalypse happening outside your front door. Yeah. See, that's a tough call. And I think how you deal with it is how one becomes a, basically a Negan or a Michonne, right? How you deal with it, how when shit goes down, it's just like he says, you know, we both have nothing, you know? And then she says, if you're still alive, you have something, you know? So that what comes down to it. You can either take all the shit that, um, that life throws at you and all the sadness and everything that's gone, and you can be like, all right, I ain't got nothing else to live for, so I don't know, do what I fucking want to do and whatever, I'm stronger. Or you can, like, Okay, I got nothing else to live for, but no, no, I do because I'm still alive. Let's try and make this better than before. You know, you can mm-hmm. still make things, even though you've lost everything and even though it could be hindrances, you can still make things, like she said, better for the next generation. Right, yeah. For the, yeah. for the, maybe not necessarily them, right. but for the kids. At least, at least try. So. Yeah. And, and she even says, you know, she's making sure that this is all for naught. Right. You know, everything that they do now is, is just not wasted time and wasted effort. Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, would you become, you totally would become a different person depending on the situation that you uh, are giving. You can, but at the the end of the day, it's up to you whether to decide you're a Negan or a Michelle, Mm -hmm. you know? So, finding out which one was stronger, but then, he just did it the wrong fucking way. He did it with his Negan, uh, well, you know, like like I said earlier, if if your kid wasn't dead, blah, 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 blah. 
he said he like he. I don't think like you said. I don't think he meant to come down. He just doesn't know how to not be Negan. You yeah. Know? Well, he, exactly. Right. So he even came out later when she goes, "Look, why did you say that?" And he goes, "You know, I kind of crossed the line on that one. My yeah. bad. My bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to piss you off." You know, and I think he was genuine in this episode. I think he was actually genuine. It was weird, like I said, that I agreed with Negan on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Maybe well, and, and he's had those com- he's had those types of conversations before in the past. I mean, he, he yeah. even had the conversation with Carl. You know, when he made Carl show him the eye hole, he was like, "Oh, that's sick." He goes, "Oh, I, mean, I didn't I didn't mean to hurt your feelings because I you know I forgot how." you know, emotional, you know, the teenage years could be. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he did that with Carl as well. I think he's just a pretty shitty people person. And that, and I think like Negan, when he's in full on Negan mode, mm, when that, he has the power, right. And he's talking shit and stuff. I think that's almost like, sorry, John Murphy. I was having too much fun. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he, he realized he overstepped the lines and he didn't go, he didn't mean to be that mean at that time. Yeah. And so the character took over. So, yeah, and and one of the final, I guess, final parting shots that Michonne has with Negan is after they have these conversations, you know, Negan even says, you know, we're connected, we're the same. And Michonne goes, no, we're not the same. I live for the living. Right. You know, she she's not trying to be in this in this kind of weird vortex of, of anger and violence. Because of what happened. She right. said, because the, the dead, yeah, I think about them every day, which you should, you know. Yeah, exactly. But you, they give me strength. I don't live to honor in them every single fucking thing. I do what I can. I keep going to honor them. Yeah, you know? instead of like trying to get retribution for them. Right. And yeah. the world owes me everything now. Yeah. You know? And so, like, yeah. But he won. He shouldn't have brought Carl into it, you know? And, you know, when he was... And she's like, I see him every day. And he was even in here. When it comes down to it, Carl was 100% on the side of peace and trying to reform Negan since day fucking one. Mm-hmm. You know? Ever since they had that first conversation. The fact that he's still alive and not hanging by a tree or like Gregory or, you know, the, the mystery walker is proof that Carl had an impact. Yep. So, like, yeah, I see him every day. You're still fucking alive. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so, there was a part of the episode where, you know, the, the final, I guess, Negan... <coughs> Negan snippet. We actually had to turn on closed captioning because I didn't know what the hell he said. Yeah, me neither. And, you know, so he asks, you know, Michonne, he goes, hey, can I see her? And he re- he's referring to Lucille. Mm-hmm. And Michonne laughs at him. She goes, we don't have your bat. It's still out there. And he's freaking out about right. it. Right. I mean, because really that's his last tie to the, the before world. That's his last tie before he became Negan. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, he really wants to see Lucille. And the closed captioning came in because we were like, what the hell did he say? Because it kind of got muttered in between, you know, like tears and, and like a, a lot of like garbled talk. I thought it was Latin. I did too. Like, I, I, I really did. Because when it, we first it, heard it, it, he's summoning Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he says, you know, I'm going to see my Lucille. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's choking back tears as he's saying it. So what do you think that that means for, you know, the group? Do you think that, you know, he's ultimately going to get out of this cage and he's going to find, I mean, because we, we've done very good on past episodes about not breaking, you know, and bringing the comic books into the show because right. they're two very separate, you know, storylines. Especially at this point in time. So I don't think that they're going to go the same way that they did in the comic. Reluctant hero. Right. With the way that they did with Negan and the Like books. when Sabretooth joined the X-Men? Yeah, it's like, man, come on. Yeah, now. come on, dude. Come <laughs> but on. 
I, I wonder if he's actually going to be able to get out some way. Like yeah. maybe he manipulates somebody oh, to let him know. out, or maybe it's like a maybe it's like a Benny Hill almost kind of mm-hmm. thing where somebody tries to get in there to kill him, and he you know. Dude, 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 little gorillas come and chase after him. There's like British police officers right. with slap Fucking jacks. bobbies. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lucille is extremely important to him because not, not only I think that's his last moment reason to what he ha- what he had, but that's like his only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's such like I don't want to say like a big old man child bully, but like he's that's a big old man child bully. Right, right. He is. That's my bat. You know, that's my only thing I have left. I mean, it's a cross. It's cross between that and the last bit of humanity. So he's gonna when he's banging his fucking Negan headbanger, he's banging to Trevor and the trash people. So yes, right. Fucking, he's over there banging his head. He's definitely he's pulling the Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. You know, oh, injury, injury, what happened, what happened? And he's going to come out and escape. And I hope he fucking gets it. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to kill off Jeffrey Dean Morgan, though, man. I think they've got too much time invested in in the Negan character, especially with him. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just I don't know how that's all going to work out and how everything's going to break out. But, you know, what we do see earlier on in the episode, I mean, we're breaking this down into two segments, but... A lot of the beginning episode is Maggie at, at the hilltop, uh-huh. and she is actually going to Alexandria for the first time. Hey, yeah, to yeah. kill me. Yeah, and I mean, she's got a crowbar. You know, she, uh, apparently, and that's where I'm kind of getting into the Conjectureville, where I yeah. think she's going to try to kill him. And he's already going to be dead. Or I don't know if he's going to be dead. I think she's going to try to get into the cell, and he's uh-huh. going to either overpower or trick her in some way or get her emotional to the point where she makes a mistake. Yeah. You know, because that is a big card to play. I yeah, mean, it is. He bashed his, you know. He's over there banging her his husband's fire. head in. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, you know, if if Negan's able to play a card with Michonne on a, her dead child, uh-huh. I think she, he is definitely strong enough or witty enough to play the dead Glenn card to with Maggie. Something. Yeah, yeah, to be able to make his escape. I yeah, but you know what? I think Maggie's already hell bent on vengeance, and she's like giving an excuse, and he starts that shit again of trying to do that stuff. She's gonna pop him. I think if he does escape, I don't think. I don't personally think that Negan and Maggie are going to see each other for at least an episode or two. Yeah. I think it's going to be, we're going to meet again, the widow. I you hope know? not, man. It is. It is. It, to- it totally is. We, ha- we had enough of that with the Negan-Rick you I, know, But story I think arcs. it's only going to happen either once or twice, and I hope it doesn't happen twice. But I think he's going to get, he's going to escape somehow. Like, you know, Michonne's going to be saying, okay, go feed that dude, you mm-hmm. know? Because, one, before we get to that, I really enjoyed their banter. I thought I that was too. a very good scene. I bought, I thought Michonne did a fantastic acting job. She did a great job of selling all the different emotions. This to me, this was Michonne's episode. Yeah. But I think Michonne's gonna be we're in Conjectureville now. Michonne's gonna be like working on her thing and somebody's gonna tr- coming in, come in, it's gonna be a red shirt, gonna come in and try and feed Negan and Negan's gonna pull some sort of Hannibal Lecter. He's gonna he's broken enough uh things to provide a, a stone shank or something, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's going to. Ex- now, let me ask you this. Do you think it's going to be Nora, the, the, the lady that Michonne talks to in the beginning of the episode? That we just met. That, that kind of gives that kind of gives Michonne the like the daily updates. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we're going to have at least a couple more lines out of her. I think it's going to be a red shirt. Just some random person. Just ran, random seen. Alexandrian. We've never seen before. Okay. Right? And then it's going to be almost like as one door opens, one door closes, as Negan escapes, Maggie's going to walk yeah. in, and then all And then they find gonna, out. Yeah, I don't think Maggie's going to get the kill shot on Negan. Not, and not at least the next episode. No, I would hope not. Because, I mean, <coughs> honestly, I actually like the, the conversations between Negan and Michonne. Because, you know, we, we haven't really 
we haven't really gotten a lot of uh, Denai Guerrero and Jeffrey Dean Morgan on screen together. Right. And like this, I mean, but I I really like both of them as actors. Mm-hmm. You know, both of them you know are are incredible actors, and to see both of them kind of together, it's kind of like watching Andy Lincoln and Jeffrey Dean Morgan together on screen. It's 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 awesome. It's yeah. awesome to see. But see, it was a total battle of wills. Yeah. Because when Negan came in and he started talking shit, he knew what buttons I would put to push, yep. and he got that reaction. He didn't mean, and he was like, I didn't mean to go that far, but he got the reaction he wanted. When the tables are turned, pulled on him, and like, no, you can't have yeah, it. So. Now, Negan, the tables have turned. Right? <laughs> so, and then he freaked out. They did, like I said, this was a the great, like, tit for tat mm-hmm. they had between. A good, like, from the antagonizer to the antagonizee, you know? Absolutely. It was really, it was, a, I, it was well done storytelling in that part. I enjoyed that part. Yep. So we've really covered the the Negan Michonne Alexandria angle, mm-hmm. and we we know that Maggie is is going toward Alexandria to you know kill him. essentially to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Jesus had some really good lines as well when he was finally oh, talking yeah. to Maggie. He was trying to you know gauge what she was doing. You know, Maggie's just like, oh, well, it's time for me to go to Alexandria, and Jesus goes with a crowbar, right? You know, what what, what are you going to do? And she goes, well, you don't have to make this right. And he goes, well, you know, we were following you. We believed in you. Right. You know, before you started going on this bloodlust. And then he even said, you know, after right after the battle, if we could would have done it then, then it would have been fine. Yeah. Now the fact that we waited, it's going to be murder. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he didn't one of those words exactly. And he's 100% right. Yeah. You know, it's one thing. Jesus like, is awesome counsel in this show. Yeah. He has a point. He goes, he needs, he, he needs to go. But now we've lost our window. So if you're going to go guns blazing, then we're going to be back to square fucking one. Yeah, I just hope that, you know, and like we've said on multiple episodes and like we've seen in the show, whenever you have a good, just moral compass to the show, they end up getting killed. I really hope they don't waste Jesus as that type of character. Because, I mean, we've seen that type of character with Dale. Right. Um, But Jesus really has, I mean... He was the one that kind of snapped Morgan out of it a little bit. You yeah, know, this side for the this side for the living, this side for the dead. I think the only way they're going to let Jesus go is they're going to he's going to sacrifice himself for Maggie. Or will, for will he rise three days later? Because <laughs> he is Jesus, he turns into a dove. Caca! <laughs> but um, we're gonna go to hell when we die. All right. So no, um, no, because it, he he is the moral compass as of right now in the uh, Alex Hilltop community. But I don't think it's going to... I don't know. I think he's too... I don't want to say he's too agile and too quick. Dale was an old man. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I mean, and Carl was a kid. Carl was a badass, but he wasn't Jesus, you know, with his kung fu treachery. So, like, I think Jesus would survive unless it came down to saving uh, Herschel. Yeah. If he was, if he had to save Herschel, oh, he would definitely go. Yeah, he exactly. Would, yeah. So, we, we've really covered the, the Michonne-Negan angle, you know, yeah. with, with Maggie and, and Jesus in tow. Yeah, but before we go into the Rick Grimes one, we should probably go into the preacher. Right. Yeah, we need to talk about Father Gabriel. Yep. Yeah. It could, because this was actually one of the smallest parts of any episode I think we've ever seen. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Oh little u-haul humor <laughs> so with with father gabriel and Anne, mm-hmm. we we see that jadis took father gabriel back to the the dump and she has him strapped down into the same contraption that she had negan strapped down to yeah you know this this creeper this car creeper the the thing that gets you in you know under cars and he's tied down to it and then all of a sudden she has a walker that's you know tied to a dolly yeah you know 
a two wheeler and with she, a bucket on top. And you know they they have some really good conversation because you can actually tell that those two characters really care for one another. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know what's going on with Jadis. Because she is, she's not Anne anymore. She's Jadis again. Yes, she is. You know, she's kind of doing the the trash people double speak, uh, you know, double cross kind of deal. Uh-huh. And it's driving me nuts because I thought I liked her better as an Anne character than I did as Jadis. I'm torn. I liked them both. I like. I'm not saying I didn't like them both. I just think Anne has more legs than Jadis. Yeah, me too. I think that's true. It's but it's almost like the frosted shredded mini weeds. It's like the dramatic me likes the story arc where Anne's going, but the weirdo in me likes the fact that they're all weird and freaky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So it's like, I'm torn with that character. But <clears throat> I think it was telling to me for a little bit when that she didn't want to do it because she was in total control of the dolly when mm-hmm. she pulls that thing out. If she really wanted to kill Gabriel, she just would have dropped the mic on him, you know? Well, and good for him, man. He, he keeps talking to her and he's just like, you know, I'm sorry, I was too weak. I couldn't help you. I couldn't help you with this, that, and the other. He goes, I forgive I you. To. I oh, forgive you. I forgive you. Yeah. That's what got her. That's what got her. Because yeah. I don't think anybody has said that anybody forgave her. She's got a lot of irrehensible yep. shit that she should be forgiven about. I mean, Rick and Michonne left her. Right. You know, left her there at the garbage heap after everything broke out. Whether they deserve to be forgiven or not is not, what the, is not you know, withstanding. Because there's some, probably she's done some irrehensible shit that yep. just doesn't even deserve to be vengeified. Mm-hmm. But. At the same time, that's Gabriel's bag. He's a preacher, man. That's what he does. He forgives, right? And so the fact that the probably the first time she's ever heard that, like, I forgive you, especially right now when you're about to fucking kill me, no matter what you do, I'm mean you're good, you know? Yeah. That's probably, like, just, that struck her right in the soul. Man. Yeah, and Father Gabriel at that point, for all intents and purposes, I mean, he had given up. Yeah. You know, he was, he was kind of at peace with dying at that Be- point. Because he, there was no other way to go. Yeah. He was, I think... He was never going to betray Rick and his friends and family. Right. But at the same time, if the person that he really cared about, because he said, I really wanted to start something with you, is breaking your heart and you're heartbroken, mm-hmm. there's times where you don't want to fucking do anything. Yep. You're, you're ready to go. You know. So at that point, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place, literally. And so he goes, I'm good. I forgive you. We're yeah. good. So... Do what you do with what you will. And, and during the conversation, you know, <coughs> Jadis even says, you know, I only have one, I only have one way, you know, one play, one way out of this, yeah. and you're the price of admission. Yeah, you know, I want to go into Conjectureville and thinking of what her plan was with something that you did. If he, she got, if he bit, right, he would turn into a walker, mm-hmm. right? Then take the walker parts and taunt on his ass and be more like a like a uh, Trojan Gabriel to get in Alexandria. I think it's kind of far-fetched. Don't you think they would notice that Gabriel grew about six inches? If it's the Whispers, if they got a whole bunch of people, you know, far away. Oh, it's just Gabriel, and he's over there walking around like... It's like weakened at Bernie's. Right, he's like, hey, I'm Gabriel, I'm a Gabriel bumper. Like, okay, cool, open the gates. And then, like, raw, and they overtake him. No, I don't. I don't think that's that, that's what you know what was going to break out. I think. But see, that's the only thing I could think of why the rescue squad would want like a dead guy. You know what the hell else are they gonna do with it? With if that if they are the whispers with the helicopter or with anything, 
if if a person is your ticket out of here, why would you kill him? Why well, would they need a specific person to be a walker if they're asking for an A and a B? Well, so that's see, what I'm thinking Trojan horse. This is the part that gets me because, you know, we, we've talked, and this goes all the way back to season one with, with Dr. Jenner at the CDC. You know, when he drops the bombshell on Rick and says, you know, you've already been, you're already infected. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering whether or not she's trying to, or this, the, the mysterious people who I am conjecturing right now on this episode, news break, is the Commonwealth. You know, is a group that we haven't even seen yet. Is that the people with the uh, with the plans? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they, I think the, the Commonwealth is going to be, you know, the helicopter tied to the helicopter uh-huh. and tied to trying to find cure? The, the cure. Yeah, so, so they need like fresh. So I think they need either fresh walkers, uh-huh. or they need to try to find somebody that that is naturally immune to walker bites. That would make sense. So I mean, we're we're naturally that would trying make to, a lot of sense. I mean, we're actually. trying to find they're they're trying to segregate these A and Bs. Uh-huh. So if yeah. you if you remember, you know, the A kind of weaves its way through and out the seasons because if you if you think back when Carol's sitting on the porch at Alexandria, a little kid like writes an A on the side of the post. Uh-huh. Okay. When you go back to Terminus, watch those episodes again. Uh-huh. They shove Rick and all the people in in Terminus into a gigantic sh- you know rail car yeah. that's got a big A marked on the side of it. Right, and you know? they had yeah. So it's like in in the the shipping container that Jadis puts Rick in uh-huh. has an A scratched into it. Huh. So I, I think that you know with these these A and B people you know and I know last week we said Alpha and Beta kind of like the you know the Alpha male and the Beta male right. kind of deal. Right. I don't think it's that. You you think know, now, now thinking a little bit, cure? yeah, further through it, I think they're trying to find somebody that's naturally immune. Well, and yeah, and you know what? Also, by now, if they need fresh, like yeah, walkers, walkers to experiment on, because to see if they can reverse the yeah, because we all know now the the walkers are in such a state of disarray that their limbs are literally falling off. Yeah, exactly. So, I like, mean, you had a face fingered zombie last week, <laughs> right? I mean, right, you've had right. one where you like peeled faces off. You know, body parts, everything else, because they're just in such a state of decay. And you, if you're a, if you're a uh, um, survivor camp, you don't want to kill your own, right? Exactly. You know, so that one makes. I like what you're cooking. Yeah. I so I mean, to, again, I you know, it's just conjecture. Yeah. So we, we we need to see what's huh. what's going to happen there. But but, but then that, then we see that Jadis actually leaves Father Gabriel. You know, and and he's I I don't know if he's knocked out or just passed out or what. Oh no, I'm sorry. She she she, uh, she, she like, like fucking garbage Cosby's in right. She's like, does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> right. So she's like fucking, and then she throws him, and he wakes up, and he's got that note, and I thought that was kind of poignant and like sad, where he was like, she goes. uh if you need to, if you go, need to go, go fast, fast, go, go alone. Home. If you want to go far, go with somebody right. else. I need to go fast. Right. And so it wasn't necessarily like I know you forgive me. I still kind of like you, but I gotta go because once again, coming maybe down to what you said with Negan, it uh, somebody's gonna slow you down. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I that's mean, that's kind of a bummer. It, yeah, it is a bummer because now I mean, because Gabriel it, was so heartbroken at the end. Well, yeah, and I mean, what's what's this going to do with Jadis? I mean, are we are we going to see Pollyanna McIntosh later <coughs> on in the season? I hope, yeah, because I think her character was awesome. Yeah, I like like I said, like I don't know if I I don't know if I'm Team Anne or Team Jadis. Yeah, so so I don't know. I I, I kind of err on the the side of Anne because I think she has more legs than than trash person Jadis. So. Yeah, she's definitely got more legs, but I like that weirdness. Yeah, I like them weird. So now that brings us to the the Rick story arc in this one. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of what we see here is him trying to thwart Maggie going to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. You know, he calls on the radio and, you know, I guess they've got an intricate set of relay walkie-talkie set up. But even before then, at the camp, he when everything, he goes, fuck, we messed up because uh, 
the storm washed out, came mm-hmm. in, didn't wash it totally out. But yeah, it's, it's but it getting stopped, worse. It yeah. stopped production because they can't get to where they needed to go. Yeah, and Rick and Eugene are talking about, you know, is the bridge going to even hold? Right, and then Eugene comes up. He goes, man, if I could have thought something, if I could have read more, I could have done something. Like, we could have got this done. And he goes, it's not your fault because, one, it wasn't. You know, Eugene and all his calculations, nobody can expect, one, the fucking weather. There's not like there's fucking yeah. the weather channel anymore. There's no Doppler radar in the apocalypse. <laughs> and they can't do anything else because nobody expected a fucking mutiny going on exactly so rick's like no dude it ain't your fault don't worry about it and he goes we wouldn't have got this far if it wasn't for you and everyone he's 100 correct because the uh exploding bullets turned the tide yeah exactly and i mean i think that was good on rick to say to eugene and especially I mean, eugene it, well and he gives the quote he says you know you got us here after everything, that's everything. <laughs> exactly. And that was a huge booster for Eugene. Because, because he was defeated before he said that. Right. I mean, he was just like, man, I don't know how to do this. You know, if I'd have been, you know, read more and this and, you know, if I would have, you know, anticipated that and the other. Mm-hmm. And Rick is really like building people up now. Right. Because especially, like I said, especially to Eugene, because validation is what Eugene needs and craves. You know, that's what he mm-hmm. wants. He's really trying for this. And not like he's like, I'm going to go betray everybody again. But the validation was one thing why he uh, started going to Negan, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Because Negan thought he was worthy. You know, he was right. He was, he was saying, hey, I need your help and you're the only one that can do it. Again, that's manipulative. But this one wasn't. This one was like, look, dude. This you, was genuine. Yeah. You really fucking helped us out here. And I think Eugene saw that. And that's like, okay. Cool, I'm with you, Rick, 100% all the way. Let's see what we can do now, yeah. you know? And then he goes to Carol. Carol's like, I'm about to bounce, you know? And he goes, but you, once again, he's just giving everybody all the validation that they need. One, they need, they should and need to hear, mm-hmm. you know? And two, he needs to say. So Carol's, and he's like, you give me hope out of everything that's going on. And once again, he's right. Carol's still trucking and surviving and just keep on doing what she needs yeah, to do. Yeah, after everything that's happened to her, after being ostracized at the prison. Yeah. You know, and everything else that we've talked about on the episode. Yeah. I mean, she just Sophia's keeps coming ba- back. Sophia's barn, look at the flowers, fucking Terminus, everything that she's gone. And he goes, you of all people give me hope. Mm-hmm. Because you've gone from like, a, like you said on previous episodes, a domestic abuse victim to like... The a certified fucking, 100% badass. Right. like A, a badass a, leader. A paid a, a paid assassin. Just, a, just yeah, a leader. Someone who can and proven her salt into leading the communities. Yep. So. Well, uh, let me ask you this then, Genius. On, on that, particular, that particular scene, you know, you get a lot of emotional action between uh, Carol and, and Rick. Yeah. How much of that do you think is the potential for that being Melissa McBride and Andy Lincoln's final scene together? Because... It, it almost seemed a little odd that Andrew Lincoln as Rick was crying during that episode because it was almost like he was given like a final farewell, you know, talk to her. Like he like he felt something like ominous that was going to happen to him. I, I, I think one. Yes. I think that's that's one thing, because like we said before, when things are going too good, mm-hmm. in the walking dead, your days are never right. And so I felt he he saw He's been feeling dark clouds coming, and especially with all this mutiny and shit. He's getting worried with due cause, but it did seem like a goodbye one. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like uh, I hope. I hope it's just he doesn't just die off in the forest somewhere. No, I don't. Know? I don't think that's going to happen. So, but I, I think that would be a complete waste of Rick's character. I mean, we're we're talking about a guy that's been nine seasons in right. the majority of every 
freaking storyline right to die like old yeller or like shane mm. come on no i mean I, i'm not talking about shane from the movie i'm talking or from the show i'm talking about shane the actual movie like he just <laughs> rides off and he dies on top of the horse <laughs> i mean I, I don't think that's gonna i don't think that's gonna be the way the rick grimes goes oh well, sheriff rick did drove off into the sunset never to be heard from again yeah, exactly <laughs> rick <laughs> but with uh, with the camp kind of set up and everything, we see that you know Rick is trying to get a hold of Maggie to tell her, you know, look, we need to talk. I know you're going to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. You know, just talk to me. And he gets ready to saddle up a horse to go, you know, after her to try to intercept. Sneaky Daryl's listening in, like, yep. oh, hey, hey, hey. And then he calls in. He goes, hey, Ray, relay team, let them know in Alexandria. And it's Cindy's sister. Mm-hmm. It's like. Pfft. They ain't going to fucking hear that. Yeah, she goes back to reading her magazine. Right, her fucking GQ or no, uh, fucking Tiger Beat from like 1987 <laughs> or some shit. It's, it's got like, like new kids on the block. Right. Wait, who are these geezers? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, and then Daryl's like, here, come on, come on, let go ride. You know, fucking, and you're yeah, like, you'll you get there fucking, faster. You fucking know he's going to do that. So then, so then they go. But before we continue with Rick, let's talk about the new the, revolution. Yeah, the the new revolution. Mm-hmm. So we get the the saviors actually come back to the the camp, and you know Carol and everybody have their weapons drawn, and I I didn't know exactly where this was gonna go, but I knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, because Jed finally pulls his his weapon on Carol, and I'm just like, oh shit, dude, you, you done fucked. Oh, up. you you done fucked up now, AA Ron. Right, and so, then then when he says he goes. He goes, oh, you know what? I would, I like, kind of like you, boss lady. You got a lucky shot, but it's too bad you're just a dumb fucking woman that can't do shit. And I was like, you know what? You just signed your fucking death warrant, right? Exactly. There. I'm like, yeah. and Carol's like, that's how you want to play. Oh, I'm a little frail woman, you know. You go step aside, you know. And I was just like, you're, you're an idiot. Fuck, you're dude. an idiot. You're gonna get so fucked up. You're not even gonna see straight. You're gonna see yourself die you know <laughs> so uh i was just like oh she's like okay i'll get out of the side stick 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 yeah, so, she, so she beats his ass you know everything kind of breaks out gunfire and whatnot but during that same that, that same time period is when daryl is taking rick toward <coughs> quote alexandria but he doesn't take the turn mm-hmm. you know he takes him off into the woods and whatnot just to delay him right and then they have their the brother spat they're, they're hillbilly injustice you know, right? type of fist fight. And Daryl ends up knocking both of them down this gigantic hole. What the fuck, Daryl? Come on, man. I understand if you didn't see that, but well, well first thing I think, good thing it wasn't a fucking tiger cage. You know, or a tiger <laughs> or a plungy pit. Right, right. Good thing it wasn't that, because like, it could have easily been one. They could have fucked up royally. If, if Rick Grimes would have gone out like that and Daryl Reedus, I would have been pissed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Both your characters die just to like getting yes. green. Just like okay, shows <laughs> off. Click, you know. But uh, no, they go down in there. First of all, god damn it, Daryl. You know what I'm saying? You got points, but you done fucked up again. Mm-hmm. And second of all, how convenient that that big asshole was there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just a I mean, random, just random big, big asshole. asshole. If it was a sinkhole, come on now, man. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you gotta have tension. 
Yeah, and, and Daryl finally, you know, breaks it down to him because I guess this is Rick in his alone time. Uh-huh. He, he finally has the opportunity to talk with him because it seems like every time that Daryl has tried to mention something to Rick about, you know, how everything's going down and how he's feeling, Rick's always got something else that comes up. Right. Or when Rick tries to talk to Daryl, Daryl doesn't want to Daryl wants to talk about it. Yeah. 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 So he kind of he kind of pulls back in within himself, and now they finally have a chance to, to get to it. And, you know, Rick gets really emotional saying, you know, this is the, the reason why he's alive, and he's, he's referring to Negan he goes because I'm trying to I'm trying to honor you know the wishes of Carl mm-hmm. and, and try to build this better world because if we kill him he becomes a martyr to right. everybody that would you know want to see us fail yeah and also shows that you uh, rule with fear yes like Negan yeah exactly did. and so you don't want to do that but at the same time uh Norman Reedus has a point too. It's like, man, we gotta fucking do something yeah he something does. needs to be done he needs to go quickly but i once again he just they just did it the wrong way it was a very emotional between the two of them you know the fact that like they have to talk about it and he goes why are you doing this you're doing this in the name of carl just let it fucking go mm-hmm. you gotta let him go right which at the same time i understand that you should let him go but how can you you know what i'm saying right. your son just got killed in like six months ago yeah, doing this for him and to honor him is good, but also it's also for the greater good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to me, I think it's the right thing to do to like not necessarily let him rot in the cell, but to know that look, we can do something in peace. Right. You know, we don't have to just go like fuck if they don't agree with this, we'll fucking kill him. Yeah. That's despotic. It, yeah, it, it's because I mean, you you think about it, that's really what Maggie did with Gregory. Right. You know, there was no there was no trial. There was no, you know, conversation about what should be done with him. There was just we're going to kill him because my, he tried my, to kill me. Yeah, my way or no way. Yeah, it's a, the the iron fist kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was odd that that would come up at that point. Yeah. Um so I mean, I think both of them have have good points, right? But like again, they just did it the wrong way. But I'm glad Daryl is showing some sort of emotion, although very, very little bit, because you know, at least with Andrew Lincoln, he was crying and I was believing it, because he was really saying like, "Look, I'm trying to do this for everybody, dude." But I believed, I believed Daryl. I did too. I mean, because he, he even, he even said, you know, he goes, "You're asking for faith in other people, but the truth is, you don't have faith in us, right?" You know. And, and that's 100% true because Rick is asking for good faith on all these other sides, but he is not putting faith in, in like, his trusted group. Yeah. I mean, the group that got it. You know, it's, it's kind of like the old adage, you know, dance with who brought you. Yeah. You know, and he's pretty much all but abandoned Daryl and Carol and, you know, Rosita and, and all these people that are in the group. True, but at the same time, you have to put, if you're going to, if you're going to be the de facto leader of the group and you're taking on these bigger responsibilities you need your best people and the people you trust the most to take care of the shit that you can and try and help them out i mean rick's not saying he's spreading himself too thin but that's what's happening and that's why there's such like dissent between everybody he's trying to do everything for the masses and while at the end of the day you do hurt some people it's good to know that still they got your back yeah and i think that's what this point was like look we still got your back but you gotta stop fucking up. And I think that was the message that they're both telling each other. Yeah. Like we got each other's back. Like they could have fucking when they're getting out of the pit, right? They could have like he could have just said, Alright, bye, fuck you. You know? <laughs> bye bye. Right. Bye. But he but they didn't. Even though even when it started becoming the fucking zombie slip and slide, because they're like, Oh, what's happening? They're in the middle of this heartfelt speech. And you know what? They never they still never got their issues resolved. Yeah, but I think they finally came to uh, a came consensus. to a, yeah, a consensus on what what all was going on. 
Right, because he goes, you know what? He says, I didn't ask to be for anybody to lead him. And then Daryl says, you should. Right. I'm not 100% convinced what he meant by that. Like, I think Rick already asks people. And he doesn't really, he he doesn't, like, I don't know if Daryl's trying to say you should say lead, follow me or die. Or this is No, what I don't think that's what Daryl's saying. Or what. I'm not 100% sure where Daryl's game on that aspect is coming from. You know, mm-hmm. so what do you think on that? I don't know. I just think Daryl is is kind of in a in a weird spot. You know, he he's followed Rick this far and you know gotten this far, but he also sees that Rick is trying to get too much input from too many people, yeah. and he's trying to placate too many people. You know, yeah. by keeping Negan alive and and having him the symbol of the new world, where you know Maggie really deserves justice, and he even mentions that he goes, you know, Glenn, you wouldn't be here if it weren't for Glenn, and right. she deserves justice. No, he was one hundred percent. And Rick right even on agreed. That. He goes, I understand why she's mad. Yeah. I understand that she wants justice. Yeah. But if we end up killing Negan right now, everything that we've tried to build is, is for naught because mm-hmm. then, you know, like he says, he becomes a martyr. Mm-hmm. And I think that Rick is 100%, you know, uh, 100% correct in that. Yeah. Because if they kill him now, then he does become a martyr for, exactly. the, for the saviors. Exactly. And other groups that just say, oh, these guys have been weak. You know, they, they, they didn't want to kill him then, but then all of a sudden they kill him now, you know, when he's, right. when he's completely, you know, vulnerable. Maybe after they quell the revolution. No, I don't think they're going to kill Negan. I don't. I really don't. Mm. I don't think they're going to. They're they're going to have the stones enough to do it. So we see that Rick and and Daryl finally get out of the the pit. And Meanwhile, the zombies are coming in. You know yeah. what? That's what I said. If you're going to go ahead and kill all these zombies, you might as well make a fucking ladder out of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, Daryl starts stacking up the bodies and whatnot, and Rick finally gets out of the pit, grabs a hold of a vine. And, you know, Daryl's trying to get to him, get to him. You know, they're, they're doing the whole, you know, oh, can't barely reach, can't barely reach. Right. And then Rick finally just says, you know, brother, grab my hand. Uh-huh. And he makes a point to say it twice. Right. To kind of force it through his head. You know, dude, we've had our we've had our differences. But you're but we still are, my brother. We are still family. And you, you can know? fucking do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought that was awesome to... Me too. To, to be able to bring those two characters, even after they had this, like, you know, they, they had the scuffles. Yeah. I mean, because they've had quite a few of them since everything leaving Spe- the prison. Yeah. I was going to say, especially recently. Yeah. So, and, and recently we've had a lot of Daryl Rick animosity and a lot of anger toward one another. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with, with him kind of, you know, extending the olive branch you know, to Daryl and saying, you know, look, we, we can do this together because I do, I do care for you. You know, yeah. you are my brother, you know, and they, they stab a couple walkers. Um, Daryl, you know, before that, he kind of, he lets on that he knows about Oceanside killing the saviors and Daryl spilling the beans. Yeah, and essentially stitches get stitches. Yeah, and and everything pretty much seems to be okay, but we see the Walker herd coming. You know, Rick goes, you know, look, I I got to w- these guys are headed toward, you know, where we're going. Mm-hmm. So I'll lead them away. Yeah, I need I'll lead them away. And you know, Daryl even says, you know, hey, be safe. Yeah. And and Rick goes, you too. Yeah. You know, so that I thought that was cool. And then the horse from the revolution out of nowhere, like, yeah, hey, I'm kinda, here, just kind of runs through, and you know, Rick gets on the horse and starts to lead the the Walker herd away. Well, then, like the two Walker herds start to converge at yeah. this at this crossroad. Bucks Rick off. He, for all intents and purposes, what we think is he's going to die there because he gets impaled through his side by a piece of rebar on like this like broken up concrete. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It just seemed like. Like, I don't want to say too, too convenient. convenient, but it was too convenient. It, it really was. Yeah. I mean, just like, oh, and then once again, and then the episode, the episode ends with like one big ass herd coming at him. And then another, another herd big ass herd coming down the, the other way, street. Right. I was like, OK, 
Can't you go around the rebar? It seemed like there was extra space on the side. You're on a horse. It's not like you're on a fucking John Deere. Just kind of just go through it and weave around it. But I, I don't. I don't think that that was. It was set up that way. You know, in, in regards to, I don't think he anticipated the horse bucking. <coughs> right, right, right. And the and the reason why the horse bucked is because it got spooked by the zombies. Very similar Very to the way the the, the horse did in episode, you know in, in season one. Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't know, and now we see that you know Rick gets impaled by this piece of rebar through his left side, and all of the speculation and everything. Oh, did Daryl stab him? Did, right. did Carol stab him? Did Maggie stab him? We find out it's that rebar. the injury that that Rick gets, the fucking horse did it. Yeah, <laughs> and Mister Head fucked him up. I want to fuck you up, Wilbur. <laughs> right, but like That's for sticking the carrot up my butt. Stick around, <laughs> right? So, but um, but but then the episode ends. Yeah, and then this. Next fucking thing. You don't have time to change the channel or, or anything. Yep. Rick Grimes' last episode. And and we've been teased this before, but I think this is th- this is the issue I have with this particular episode. But before we get into our issues, since that officially ends the episode on a scale of 1 to 10, like we do with all of the episodes, how would you rank this episode? I didn't like it. I mean, not that I didn't. didn't I mean, I liked it. It was good. I just thought, like... You were kind of indifferent to it? I really, I really, really, really enjoyed the Michonne story. Oh, yeah. The Michonne story was great. If I was basing everything on the Michonne story, I would give it an eight. Okay. okay? I really, I, I really enjoyed the Rick story, but there was too many. I We know that he was going to, he's not long for this world, mm-hmm. but it almost seemed like. You know, especially some of the stitch team too much rushed. Yeah, they were speeding to, uh, the, some things up. Yeah, the, everything seemed too rushed. And when he's on that rebar, I n- almost felt like it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know? And so, like, it didn't give me that punch. There was something missing in this episode. It almost seemed like it needed to be a longer episode so they can actually flush out the emotions. Mm-hmm. But we'll probably get that in the next episode. Yeah. But this one didn't leave me with a punch. So, eight, I would give the Michonne thing eight, but I would give the Rick thing six. Okay, so, so you're going to go seven overall? No. I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to go six and a half. Because it, there was just something unsatisfying about the Rick's episode to the point where it almost affected the Michonne's episode. Okay. Because like, what's going to happen? And then I saw the previews and the previews, see, it would have been seven, but because of that, it brought it down. Okay. And I'm going to go with a six and a half as well, because I think, you know, the Michonne and uh, the Michonne and Negan part was really the, was really the meat uh, Mm -hmm. of this episode. Oh yeah. The, the Rick and Daryl piece of it was kind of filler. I mean, exactly. because, yeah, because, yeah. because the Daryl part, like leading him away, I mean, that seemed almost too planned. And I mean, you could see it. Oh no, don't go on a horse. Get on my bike. I'll take you. Yeah. Like really? Cause, I, Cause I'm Daryl and I'm not being sketchy. At yeah. All. Come on Sneaking now. Around. I mean, I saw that a mile away because yeah. it was just like, Oh no, I'll take you. That's or, the thing. And then Rick even asked him, are you sure? Do you have enough fuel for that? Yeah. Everything about like, the Rick thing was too telegraphed. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, come on, man. They, they could have. They could have written that portion a little bit better, and I mean, I know I'm being hypercritical and whatnot. No, but yeah, but I'm I, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go straight in line with you. So you're gonna go six and a half. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go six and a half. But the one gripe I do have, and this is something I, I had to pause you on before we go into it, it's exactly what you said. the The episode ends with Rick passed out on the rebar with the two herds coming toward him. Mm-hmm. The very next thing we see is Rick Grimes' final episode right. of AMC's The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And they immediately go into the new episode showing Rick 
off the rebar, bleeding on the horse. On so the goddamn horse going back to of, somewhere. The, all the tension is gone. Every bit of your tension and exactly. suspense is absolutely exactly. gone. Right out the window. Fucking AMC always does that shit every single fucking time. I was like, because it was like, oh shit. I wonder how, is Rick Grimes going to get out of this? You know, because I just like, okay, that's fucked up if he dies in the middle of the fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. For not. You for know? nothing, I yeah. would have been po- pissed. But I would have been. I would have rather be going into the episode pissed and being like, "Oh, cool, cool, he survived," as opposed to being like, "Man, I know he fucking gets out of this." Exactly, one. mad spoilers, right? You know, because they they did such a great job of hiding who Negan killed, right? Okay, at the at the season, I, I believe it was season five or season. Six, I can't remember which one it is. But when he when he does the whole, you know, who does Negan kill? They built that suspense up for an entire like six month period, going to the 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 lengths of shooting a death sequence for every single character. Right, and then you have, and then uh, that, and that's just the new villain. That's the, the new villain. The main fucking character is about to die. You've announced that he's only got three or four episodes left. Three or four episodes ago. Right. So you know he's going to fucking go. If you're already watching this show, you know he's about to die. Exactly. Right? And so then just to show him like the suspense is gone and he's on a horse and then to make it look like it's fucking a dream sequence because mm-hmm. he wakes up in the hospital and fucking John Barenthal is there and mm-hmm. shit. They ruined everything for the last fucking thing. I know Barenthal's going to show up. Yeah, we, we already knew he was shooting scenes. Right? We, and we know that he survives because we see him on the horse. We know that he's going back to the hospital. We know that he wakes up and goes, <gasps> so like, okay, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, exactly. like, we, we know that he's dead. We know he's dying next episode. Give us, some, give us some sort of iota of suspense. Even if it's just Rick Grimes when they show him walking on the field of all these dead fucking people. Uh-huh. They could have just lifted it down or the beginning of the door opening or something, but not showing everything. Exactly. I mean, they, they pretty much they pretty much showed their hand yeah. b- before the, the game of cards was done. And, I mean, that's my one gripe. They've done a better job in previous seasons, previous episodes and whatnot. And I know we get... We we get these like teasers, yeah. You know, but if this is going to be such a huge storyline, I mean, your your main character is leaving the show mm-hmm. by either death or some other means, or act of God, or act of God, right? Why <coughs> why give up the tension of right. will Rick Grimes make it? Find out next time. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's back up on the horse. He's bleeding, but he's good. Yeah, you know. So I just think that uh, you know. AMC showed their hand, and I think that was just personally for me. That was just a that was a oh, it was, it was a terrible move. I would I like I said I would rather go in pissed off, thinking that like what's ha- mad that like like he just died like right? he just died right. Then going in like, and having all the things spoiled for me and all conjectureville. They should have just fucking left Rick last episode. Be there, bump done. You yep. know, like fuck, what's gonna happen? Ugh, now I'm angry at this. So they. So if the next episode isn't some some miraculous ass shit, I'm gonna be already angry. Well, and, and I think part of what AMC's doing here is, I mean, you know, you and I are fans of AMC shows. Uh, we yes. love Into the Badlands. Yes. You know, I love Better Call Saul. Should I, I still love, love Walking Dead? I Breaking Bad all the time. Yeah. But to for them to do this, and it, it's, I, I think part of it is because of viewership. I mean, you know, we we talked off mic. You go back two or three seasons, they're getting 12, 13 million viewers per episode. Now they're down in like four or five. And I think that was the the whole, I guess, the whole plan 
to say, oh, it's it's Andrew Lincoln's final episodes. I didn't need to know what episode he goes out in. Right. Just know that this is the last season and any fucking day he can go now. Yeah, because we already get enough we already get enough information from Comic Cons right. and, and news outlets and everything right. else on when these when these actors are gonna leave because of contractual issues and Twitter and Instagram and everything else. I don't need to know what exact episode he leaves. They should have done the Game of Thrones Ned Stark. Oh yeah. Because we that came out of fucking nowhere. Right? If they would have said, if they would have just left, okay, this is Andrew Lincoln's last episode. Guess which one it will be. That would have added so much more suspense. Okay? And even, even let's let's say that's... I wouldn't even said the last episode. I would have just said last season. Right. That way, that way, right. whatever happens, it hits you. Right. And I think that AMC could have capitalized because they could on have... On the suspense of it. Right. If, if they wouldn't have done on next week's AMC's The Walking Dead. Andrew if they just Lincoln's... would have done away with all those, yeah. I would have been happy. Yeah. I don't need, I didn't need to know that this was Angel Lincoln's last two episodes. I would rather have been surprised and shocked. You yeah. know, and so for that, and then if they're if that's a ploy to get to get more viewers, you don't get more viewers by re, re, uh, revealing the secrets. Yeah. If you want to become a famous magician, he goes, "Let me." I pulled the straps out of my hat by having a fake hat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. fucking dumb. So six and a half, hard six and a half. All right, I'm gonna go six and a half as well. Um, I do want to remind everybody that we will be back actually tomorrow. Yes. With USA's The Purge yes. episode nine, we are rounding the corner on that one. Right. Uh, so we've got a things bu- are yeah, yeah things are seasoned. We got a are, are bunch of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the USA's The Purge episode nine recap will drop on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we will have episode five of AMC's The Walking Dead the following Monday. But on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go look at some spoilers. <laughs> <laughs>